0: On Wednesday December 16th, the first relaunch edition of the Irish Dog Journal featured an interview with Supreme Master Ching Hai, conducted by Miss Louise Kings. Originally established in the 1970s, the bi Monthly Magazine offers canine caregivers as well as dog lovers everywhere information on the most up-to-date products, recipes and activities, as well as expert interviews. It also supports the work of organizations that assist homeless dogs and other dogs in need. The interview with Supreme Master Ching Hai covered a broad range of topics, including the many health benefits of the vegan diet for both humans and our animal friends, the damaging effects of animal-based pet food, and the link between current pandemics and the livestock industry. We now invite you to listen to this enlightening interview with Supreme Master Ching Hai, featured in a special relaunch edition of the Irish Dog Journal on December 16, 2009.
1: Supreme Master Chiang Hai, it's so good to speak to you again. Good to see you again.
2: Yes, that's what I wanted to say, you're too fast. <laughs> I was saying, wow, Luis. what a nice thing. How are you? Oh, I'm alive today. <laughs>
1: alive and good today. Well, you look beautiful today. Yeah, I feel beautiful. Supreme Master, you've written many, many books. Um, about animals including the dogs in my life and birds in my life which is an international bestseller. Um, From your books it's very clear about your remarkable relationship that you have with your animals but can you tell us what inspired you to, to write a book about dogs and what ways can we best interact with our animal companions to make sure that their lives are as happy, enjoyable and as satisfying as possible?
2: Yeah. My dogs themselves, yeah? the inspiration <laughs> I was talking to them say okay we have to uh, do something yes for the animals for other dogs and they okay right away yeah <laughs> they give me per- permission and uh, encouragement and inspiration to to write that uh, little book I wish I could write more books about dogs, because it's endless treasure, it's endless pleasure and, you know, the love and the joy that the dogs bring to my life is, is really indescribable and it never ends. They always have something new to surprise me and to
1: make me happy. That really comes across in the books. I, I love those books, absolutely love them, the pictures of you and your dogs and, you know, the different scenarios, are fantastic.
2: Oh, because you love dogs also, because you had similar similar situations so you can
1: identify and love it, yeah? Well, that's why we're doing the Irish Dog Journal now, is to encourage people's relationship with their dogs, whether they work with them, whether they're pampered pooches, um, or or just general activities, to get out and about with their dogs, you know, to just sort of encourage that relationship between man and dog in, in any ways possible.
2: We can never talk enough about dogs, you know? You can write many books, yes. If we want to make them happy, (laughs) it's very simple, (laughs) very simple. Just love them, yes, and enjoy their love, yes. My dogs are very happy to be the (laughs) co-writers of the books that they think will bring some uh, happiness and smile to humans, you know, through some of their little funny and heart-rending stories. And they hope to help people understand a little more about dogs and other animals through this book. Uh, so the key to good interactions or relationship with our animal companion is the same as with our human relationship. It's all about love, isn't it? Huh, Louise?
1: <laughs> it sure is. Love, yeah, love and respect. And I think that really comes across in your books because when you see parts of the books, I know some of the dogs came from animal shelters and I've been to, I've been to many, many animal uh, shelters and as you said, the stories are... They're sore, they really are painful to, to watch. But to see those dogs so alive across the pages just shows that you know the difference of the healing that's taken place because, as you said, the love, good care, and, and, and the love. Um, but Master, is there any scientific evidence to prove that the vegan diet is better for animals, our animal friends? And why would you recommend a vegan diet over a vegetarian diet?
2: Yeah, because uh the vegan diet is better for animal friend, yes, and even for us human also. There is uh, both scientific evidence and abundant personal accounts that all speak to the goodness of the vegan diet for our animal companions. Benefits include uh, increased vitality, longevity, reduced incidence of disease, you know, healthier appearance such as shining eyes and shining coat. Uh, In fact, the vegan diet is uh, becoming known now more and more as an effective treatment to relieve the suffering of uh, like skin allergies experienced by dogs. Mm. Uh, One of the British vet, uh, Dr. Andrew Knight, has also found that uh, canine diseases such as uh, arthritis and diabetes improve with vegan diets for dogs. And some of the longest living dogs on record have been vegan. Ha. Prove it, eh? <laughs> Including a 27-year-old Labrador from the UK. How old? 27, madame.
1: 27? Yeah. Well, that's the oldest dog I've ever heard of. But I spoke yeah. to you before, Supreme Master, about my own dog. Remember I told you she had um, cancer? and she at the time was given weeks uh, to live and it was only true, I I wasn't vegetarian at the time um, and neither was she and by research, the research that I did um, was unbelievable and I just took her off all meat completely and um, used herbs, used various other supplements and she lasted for another year, year and a half longer but it wasn't just that her length of life, it was her quality of life in that time was just unbelievable, she got cancer three times um, oh my and they God. said there was absolutely no way, but she did. And uh, to me, that proved it. You know, yes. The <laughs> off the meat. Yes, and, I remember. And even though she was a dog that was on you know, a meat diet her whole life prior to yeah, me changing it. Just
2: a you know, short time, she didn't look
1: for it. She genuinely didn't look for it. I just used other things like garlic and other herbs and things to sort of make her food tasty, and she loved it. So that really mm-hmm. proved it.
2: Yes, and besides dogs. Other the animals' companions that also thrive on the vegan diet include birds, rabbits, pigs, hamsters, and guinea pigs. Even cats can be vegan, with the most famous example being the female lion named Little Tyke, who refused meat since birth. As an adult, she had many animal friends, including baby sheep Becky. So this was a lion who literally did lie down peacefully with the lamb. In contrast to the vitality provided by a wholesome vegan diet, meat-based formulas for animal companions contain high levels of contaminants. The meat has often already from diseased and disabled animals as well as uh, body parts such as baby birds, beaks, and feathers to make sure the meat is not illegally sold for human consumption. It is treated with highly toxic chemicals. It can be, then, legally sold to dog and cat food manufacturers with these poisonous substances to be ingested by our animal companions. Not only that, even animals killed from shelters are made into so-called food with the little drug that was used to end their lives still present in the meat. It is any wonder that cancer and other diseases have been on the rise in our precious animal friends. It turns out that these days dogs are even more likely to fall ill with cancer than humans, specifically. They have tried the incidence of leukemia, eight times higher rates of bone cancer, and are 35 times more likely to get skin cancer. One veterinarian, Dr. Amity May of California, USA, reports that this rise in diseases has led more people to seek alternative diets for their animal companions. Surely anyone who has come to know the love and blessings of a cherished co-inhabitant animal friend would do anything to preserve their lives. Uh, Louise, you had such an experience, you know, right? When your beloved animal companion was so ill with cancer, you decided to switch his diet to a meat-free. You were able to enjoy his company much longer than what the doctors had predicted that uh, veganism in dogs, and organic vegan even better, is uh, very effective in preventing cancer. A study conducted in the U.S. and Canada found that dog health is directly related to the length of time being vegan. Uh, In fact, all the lifelong vegan dogs in the study were in good health. And those who had been vegan for more than five years were also entirely cancer-free. And I also have nine dogs, normally ten, one passed away, sadly. But, you know, he's in heaven and happy. So now I have nine dogs still that I feed a complete vegan diet who are all healthy and happy. So why should we choose a vegan diet over a vegetarian diet for our animal companions? The reason is very simple, Louise. We give our loved ones the best, no less than what we would give ourselves. Thus, we recommend organic vegan for our animal companions because we already know it is the most healthy and compassionate way to live. Uh, in fact, dairy and eggs are produced with the same cruel killing practices used in the meat industry, with babies taken from mother cows and tiny innocent baby chicks ground alive. My God, by the millions! Isn't that horrible? Every time I talk about it, I just, I just can't bear it. Both sets of babies are then processed to be eaten, one as veal and the other as pet food, imagine. So you see, Louis, there is massive killing in all aspects of the meat and dairy-egg industries. We are only free of this heartless cycle. When we step out altogether and turn to the organic vegan diet, for our animal friends. And these days, there are many vegan foods available, such as lively doggy, 100% vegan dog food that can be found online at www.thecelestialshop.com. Other vegan animal foods can also be found online at www.vegipets.com. So, Please join in to be part of the b solution for your beloved animals and for the world. Thank all of you for doing that.
1: Supreme Master, can I ask, is the vegetarian or vegan diet beneficial for humans also? Oh, for sure, the vegan diet is the
2: best for human health. Yes.
1: Which obviously you, you, you agree.
2: I agree, of course. (laughs) I agree. (laughs) And all of my people who I know agree, and you agree, huh? I Uh. do. The American Dietetic Association just stated in its most recent position paper in 2009 that appropriately planned vegetarian diets, including total vegetarian or vegan diets, are healthful, nutritionally adequate, And may provide health benefits in the prevention and treatment of certain diseases. Well-planned vegetarian diets are appropriate for individuals during all stages of the life cycle, including pregnancy, lactation, infancy, childhood, and adolescence, and for athletes, means sports people. A veg diet helps us keep a healthy body weight, a healthy heart, and excellent skin health. Because it's rich in vitamins, like vitamin A and E, a veg diet is rich in magnesium, potassium, and antioxidants, such as vitamin C. As a result, vegetarians and vegans have a youthful appearance and much longer life. They also stay young longer, yes. Uh, They look young longer. I'm sure you have noticed the health benefits yourself, Louise, since having adopted a vegan diet. Uh, A study in Denmark tested people's stamina and found that meat eaters lasted only 57 minutes doing an exercise, whereas the vegan averaged 167 minutes or three times longer. Just look at all the healthy veg athletes out there, like the vegan bodybuilding world champion and German medical doctor Alexander Dagatz, and Olympic medal winners like the American track runner Carl Lewis, who said his best year of competition was the first year he became vegan. Furthermore, a multitude of studies in respected medical journals like uh, The Lancet have confirmed that, in fact, meat and dairy products are the source of disease, and the vegan diet prevents and even reverses these same diseases. For example, we hear of many people who have high cholesterol, stroke, and heart disease, which is Ireland's leading cause of death. All of this bad cholesterol comes from animal products because plant foods don't produce any cholesterol at all. As Dr. William Castelli, the director of one of the longest-running studies of diet and heart disease in the world's medical history, concluded, vegetarians have the best diet. Regarding cancer, the leading cancers of Ireland are colon, prostate, and breast cancers. Well, compared to a vegetarian, a meat-eater is at least three times more likely to get colon cancer. Vegetarians have been found to have much lower rates of prostate and breast cancer. Meat has also been directly linked with cancer of the kidney, pancreas, blood, lung and stomach. Some people worry that a vegetarian diet does not provide enough protein or calcium. But grains, legumes and vegetables provide all the complete proteins we need and just the right levels. U.S. researchers found that plant-based eaters had the lowest rates of osteoporosis. In contrast, protein and calcium intake from animal products was found to be detrimental and even contributed to osteoporosis and kidney function problems. By the way, green leafy vegetables and beans are super rich in calcium. For example, one cup of broccoli or two thirds cup of tofu has as much absorbable calcium as one cup of cow's milk and is free of the fat, cholesterol, and hormones that come with cow's milk. Finally, if we look at the animals around us, the ones with some of the greatest strength, longevity, and endurance are the ox, the horses, the elephant, the gorilla, etc. Those are the vegan ones, eh? <laughs> so we should all try the veg diet and see how our health improves for the better. We will look young and beautiful and feel that way too. I guarantee it. You know, uh, any animals, even, even your animal or your dog, you know it yourself, eh? Just change for a short while and what a difference does, does it make? She die because it's her time to die, not because of her sickness,
1: yes? Well, she was actually one of the oldest Samoids I've ever known. In her particular yeah. breed, she was actually one of the oldest ones we've ever had. So regardless yeah. of all her accidents and diseases um, with the vegan diet, it, everything changed. Yes, I'm so glad to hear.
2: You have another dog? Not yet? I
1: have two more. I have have two more. Ah, two two more? more. Oh, congratulations. I'm collecting them at this stage.
2: By the way, please, congratulations for your uh, dog magazine. (laughs) Did the right thing.
1: Oh, thank you so much. And thank you so much for the the support. Thank you very, very much.
2: We're so happy that another dog magazine coming out for the world to understand more about our beautiful animal companion
1: yes thank you thank you very much Ah, you're welcome as we were just saying there about people loving their dogs cats and other pets um, and could probably you know, never imagine harming them in any way um, but why then are so many of us unable to make the connection between animals that we love and animals that we eat? Oh
2: you know because people are not really well informed about what's on their plate yes you see mostly The little packed meat, piece of meat that went on their plate, is doesn't resemble anything uh, of where they came from, you see? Uh, I have wondered the same myself. It's not that people are bad or cruel, they just don't know, you see what I mean? And they're too busy to do the research. So many are raised to eat meat since childhood and they just take it for granted that life is like that. Our parents, teachers, and others, uh, the elderly we know, you know, all present to us uh, that meat is a food, and good food. So, So, actually meat is the flesh of an early death to a once living, breathing sensitive, beautiful, noble animal being. The truth is that we should not kill any
1: living being at all. This really should be the law of every nation. Do you not then think that our consciousness is just not high enough or aware enough to it's understand true. this, that you know, that these animals aren't just animals to end up on a plate with their own souls, their own spirits?
2: It's true that also, Louise, but also true because people are not informed. And the so-called tradition keeps passing on from one generation to the next. And the whole society just supports it as a natural way of life. So now uh, people uh, have become more aware of, uh, you know, the cruelty that we uh, measure upon the animals. So I think we, uh, people turn to more compassionate and respect for all life. Yes. Right now, in many countries, this is already an essential part of uh, uh, spiritual growing, you know, and religious development. In many countries, yeah. Actually, in Christianity, Buddhism, Hinduism, Islam, every religion told us don't eat animals because they are God creation. Huh? In the Bible, the first book of the Bible, God says that humans are given the entire plant kingdom for food. See? He said, Behold, I have given you every herb bearing seed and every tree bearing fruit. To you it shall be for meat or for food. <laughs> meat, so meat at that time means just food, yes. And later God spoke of the fate that uh, would befall those who consume flesh. He said meat for the belly and the belly for meat, but God shall destroy both it and them. Yeah. Thus people have forgotten the noble way. Uh, many are awakened and feeling uneasy eating meat, but because the whole society is doing that, so we're just following the trend, and this is all wrong. Now, if we are just being reminded of the horrific truth about livestock production, then everybody would stop eating meat. Because you know that very well, Louis. yeah? People are not aware because nearly all of it, all of this inhumane treatment of animals, takes place behind windowless walls where no one can see. We're not even allowed to see it, yes? So the renowned Irish playwright and Nobel laureate George Bernard Shaw has said, I do not want to make my stomach a graveyard of dead animals. You see, the ones who are aware, they don't touch meat, yes. Just like when we are aware, we switch completely, yes. When people understand the gruesome truth behind animal farming and the innocence of all the animals who sacrifice their lives, it is easy to see that eating the dead flesh of another being is not only unnecessary, it leaves us with a trail of bloody footprints. Dairy is included together with meat because the cruelty and torture is the same, and the end result is a horrible death for the poor animals. After just a couple of years of non-stop pregnancy and milking, dairy cows are killed for meat as well. Their babies are sold also and killed for veal. So there is no mercy in the dairy industry either. Here are some facts about animal products. If you allow me, I will report to your reader. One. Animal products are less healthy. Plant-based food Offer the same level of vital minerals like calcium and in many cases are nutritionally superior to their meat. And dairy-based counterpart. Uh, In fact, animal protein can remove nutrients such as calcium during digestion. Yeah, that's what we have not been told. We have been told the opposite. Yeah, which is not the case in vegan diets. Number two, eating meat is a sure way to shorten our life. Studies have found that meat consumption literally removes years from one's life. Along the way are innumerable chronic conditions and diseases like heart attacks, high blood pressure, stroke, cancer, to name a few. Uh, Vegans, on the other hand, have been known to live virtually disease-free and much longer. Number three, animal products originate from filthy environments. Slaughterhouses are filled with blood, feces, and urine. There is nothing clean about the massacre of thousands and thousands of livestock a day. The animals in their terror often defecate as they die. This is how bacteria can also easily be spread because it can stay on their flesh when they are processed as meat. That's why we have disease when we eat meat. Number four, meat and dairy are the source of nearly all foodborne diseases. Some of the most widespread bacteria that originate from meat and dairy are Salmonella and E. coli. Many people don't realize this. These cause intestinal distress and can result in kidney failure. More rare but always deadly is mad cow disease. And uh, a recent study found that uh, handling the raw meat before cooking can even leave bacteria on work surface, even after cleaning. This is very dangerous for us, as it only takes a few cells of E. coli to cause severe illness or even death. Number five, eating meat is the biggest cruelty one can ever commit, even to ourselves. I'm sorry to say it this way, but it is the truth. Even if we don't kill the animals ourselves, we are still responsible for their deaths. Because, uh, you know, if nobody wants meat, then the animals get to live. The large-scale, unnatural uh, breeding practices to make them multiply will stop, and the slaughterhouses will also close down. From these few facts alone, it is easy for us to see that uh, consuming animal products brings bad health physically and bad retribution spiritually. And if we want to know what we are killing, scientists discover more every day about the intelligence and sensitivity of the animal kingdom. Whales, for example, you know, are able to identify different fellow uh, cetaceans, cores, through the ocean waters and similar to how we humans can identify you know our friends voice across a crowded room furthermore they are very polite they wait for their turn to speak believe this <laughs> yet these same lovely sentient beings are hunted down with explosive harpoons that cause a slow 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 and torturously painful death I don't know how we do this, Louis, but this is really not for our human dignity to continue. Uh, Similarly, cows, pigs, and chickens are some of the most gentle beings on earth. Studies of pigs have found that they are highly intelligent and learn new things incredibly quickly, sometimes faster than dogs. Not only that, we know... By now that humans and pigs share genetic history through DNA, similar to humans and primates. So we are actually, you know, relative. (laughs) But all of these lovely animals, when bred and raised for livestock, are imprisoned and kept in their own excrement while being forced to eat unnatural foods and antibiotics to fatten them most quickly in preparation for their death which itself is anything but humane when the sensitive pig is slaughtered for example an electric shocking system is supposed to stun their brain so they don't feel their throat being slit but the equipment often isn't placed correctly you know or it doesn't work because they're too busy they do it fast you know the worker maybe they don't care It's difficult to listen to this, I know, because it's difficult for me to even talk about it. Are you okay? Yeah. Uh, the animal is left hanging upside down, with blood pouring from its body, and it whistles in pain. And worse yet, Louis, if the pig doesn't die immediately from having his throat slit, the next step is boiling water used to loosen the skin, so these pigs are boiled alive. (laughs) If anyone ever go near a pig slaughterhouse,
1: you will hear heart-rending screams. I did once as a child, and I still have nightmares. Yes, You
3: still remember?
1: I didn't know. That's what it was. Okay.
2: Imagine if it's us, Louis, that's been treated that way. Oh, how horrible. It would be for us to feel before our death. You understand? Before the time that they put us into that boiling water. It really is time for this to stop. We cannot call ourselves animal lovers if we only extend that love to certain animals. So please, everyone, switch to the Wholesome, Nutritious and Conscience-Free Vegan Diet. Yes, we have a lot of information like this on SupremeMasterTV.com slash be veg, or suprememastertv.com slash stop animal cruelty everyone is welcome to download them free of charge if everyone knows about the cruelty of the uh, animal industry I'm sure they stop eating meat right away very great and the animals will be grateful and they will wish them well <laughs> and they will uh, project all of their blessing and love to, that, to the person who will spare their lives. And you, the pe- person will feel happier, healthier, and more prosperous in their life. But many people cannot imagine this, but they could try and then they will see the difference.
4: Some of the benefits of a vegetarian diet lowers blood pressure, lowers cholesterol levels, reduces type 2 diabetes, prevents stroke conditions, reverses atherosclerosis, reduces heart disease risk 50%, reduces heart surgery risk 80%, prevents many forms of cancer, stronger immune system, increases life expectancy up to 15 years, higher IQ, saves 70% of the total cost of 40 trillion US dollars for reducing global warming, uses 4.5 times less land to grow food, conserves up to 70% clean water, saves 80% of the cleared Amazonian rainforest from animal grazing. A Solution for World Hunger free up 3.4 billion hectares of land, free up 760 million tonnes of grain every year, half the world's grain supply, consumes one-third fossil fuels of those used for meat production, reduces pollution from untreated animal waste, maintains cleaner air, saves 4.5 tonnes of emissions per U.S. household per year, stop 80% of global warming, Plus more. Yeah.
2: Any more questions,
1: Louise? I do. Just a few more. Supreme Master, it's been reported that a large industrial um, animal farm can produce as much waste as a large city um, and that it takes thousands of litres of water to produce a pound of beef, which puts a severe demand um, on the world's limited fresh water supply. Is this correct?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the connection between livestock industry and global warming has been clearly established. Factory farming takes an extreme toil on our vital resources. We will take water, for example, as drought and water crises are spreading silently across the globe, affecting 44% of the world's population, even triggering uh, conflicts in some areas. The livestock industry is guzzling much of our precious fresh water. Uh, livestock feed crop production alone takes up one third of all arable land on the globe, most of which requires irrigation. So, in reality, 4,500 liters of clean water goes down the drain for just one serving of beef. In contrast, only 370 liters of water are needed to produce one complete vegan meal with plenty of calories and nutrients from rice, vegetable, and soy protein. So a massive package of resources goes into producing meat, namely water, fertilizer, clear land, chopped down forests, fossil fuel energy, and grain soy that are fed to the animals. This is even more staggering than when when we consider the epic pollution levels inflicted by animal production on our water resources, such as, you know, islands on river, lakes, and groundwater. Your country's Environmental Protection Agency reported that one of the top contributors to water pollution is agriculture runoff, which is the discharge of uh, nitrogen and phosphorus, a huge portion of uh, nitrates, for example, <laughs> comes from animal manure. In fact, the, the agent further expressed concern because of the presence of the highly deadly E. coli bacteria in the groundwater due to, you know, agricultural runoff. E. coli is always originally from an animal source and is found in livestock fecal Material, which can also be distributed through waterways to contaminate plant-based food even. The large scale of this health risk can be seen if we consider the fact that livestock produces 130 times more waste than humans. You see, so as pigs produce three times as much excrement as humans do, The 1.8 million pigs in your country, island, generate more waste than the whole country's entire population of 4.2 million. This is not to mention the 21 times of human waste that each cow produces and the huge amount from poultry that over 70 million birds produce. As the land cannot absorb it all, much of the excess runs into our rivers and soil. We are talking about a horrific amount of toxic material that poses an appalling set of problems, including poisonous gases like hydrogen sulfide and ammonia, residues of pesticides, hormones, antibiotics, and bacteria like E. coli, that could and do cause food poisoning and also death uh, in cities worldwide, including Dublin, Dublin, uh, in your country, are already struggling with water shortage, even in your country, in Dublin. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, but all the while livestock production is hazardously wasting and polluting any remaining water supplies. Yeah. If we really want to conserve our clean, safe water for ourselves and our children. We must stop livestock production and adopt a plant-based diet. Thank you, Louis. You are.: You know all this. You just ask for the audience, I guess, <laughs> for, your, for your readers. Yes. The very sad effect in Ireland.
5: Some of the diseases related to meat consumption and/ or production: rabies, anthrax sleeping sickness, Q fever, norovirus, swine flu, Ebola Reston virus. Cured meats and fish increase leukemia risk in children. Antibiotic resistant superbug infections from a strain of Staphylococcus aureus, blue tongue disease, E. coli, Salmonella, bird flu, Mad Cow Disease or Creutzfeldt-Jacob Disease, 90% of the population at risk. Pigs Disease or PMWS, Listeriosis, Shellfish Poisoning, Pre-eclampsia, Campylobacter, Clostridium Difficile, Diseases hidden in healthy appearing livestock, some of the costs of meat eating. Infertility, eating just one serving of meat per day, increases the risk of women's infertility by 32 percent, with additional meat consumption increasing the risk. Heart disease Over 17 million lives lost globally each year. Cost of cardiovascular disease is at least 1 trillion US dollars a year. Cancer increased childhood cancers and adult reproductive cancers from hormones in meat. Colon Rectal Cancer Over 1 million new colon cancer patients diagnosed each year. More than 600,000 colon cancer-related mortalities annually. In the United States alone colon cancer treatment costs about 6.5 billion US dollars. Millions of people are newly diagnosed with other meat-related cancers every year.
3: Diabetes. 246 million people are affected worldwide. An estimated $174 billion US dollars spent each year on treatment in just the United States. Obesity. Worldwide, 1.6 billion adults are overweight with 400 million more who are obese. Costs $93 billion US dollars each year for medical expenses in the United States alone. At least 2.6 million people die annually from problems related to being overweight or obese. Environmental uses up to 70% of clean water, pollutes most of the water bodies, deforests the lungs of the earth, uses up to 43% of the world's cereal, uses up to 85% of the world's soy, causes world hunger and wars, 80% cause of global warming, plus more.
4: Some of the costs of milk consumption. Cowpox from milking cows. Bacterial microbes, pesticides and enzymes found in cheese derived from the inner stomach linings of other animals. Up to 80% of the calories in cheese are from pure fat. Breast, prostate and testicular cancer from hormones present in milk. Mysteria and Crohn's disease. Hormones and saturated fat leads to osteoporosis, obesity, diabetes and heart disease linked to higher incidences of multiple sclerosis, classified as a major allergen, lactose intolerance, plus more.
6: For more urgent information, please visit www.suprememastertv.com forward slash killers. For help quitting, please visit
1: Supreme Master, another question I wanted to ask is, is it true that there are links between industrial farming of animals and global warming? And what are the actual effects of climate change?
2: Yes, yes, absolutely, Louis. The link from the livestock industry to global warming has been clearly established. In fact, earlier this year, the Irish government even considered creating a cow tax, in order to meet the European Union's new strict climate goals, Ireland's Environmental Protection Agency, EPA, has stated in a report that the agricultural sector is the largest producer of greenhouse gases in the country, with livestock production accounting for 93 percent of Ireland's agriculture sector. Louis. Livestock production in your country, accounting for 93% of Ireland's agriculture sector. It is crucial that the animal-rising sector is addressed to stop global warming. The world's scientists fear that if we pass certain tipping points, the next stages of climate change would not only be fast but irreversible and catastrophic, Louis. So, there are already signs of this dangerous time approaching, through observations of lakes and elsewhere bubbling with methane gas that used to be stored safely below a frozen layer of the earth. No one knows when the day might be that enormous amounts are uncontrollably released, causing a sudden spike in temperature that could then catalyze runaway warming. Ah, that would be catastrophic for us, Louis. All devastating effects of climate change have already been occurring. The heat-reflecting Arctic ice is on its way to completely vanishing in a very near summer. Rising sea levels and dozens of submerged or threatened islands Oceanic regions that are lifeless with dead zones are becoming too acidic to be livable due to excessive level of CO2. More frequent deadly wildfire. Entire wildlife species going extinct hundred times faster than normal. More intense and destructive storms, disease-carrying mosquitoes spread by warming regions. Disappearance of the world's glaciers drying or disappear lakes and rivers by the tens of thousands and spreading of deserts. And as a consequence of these environmental impacts, two billion people are facing water shortage, and 20 million people are in desperate state like refugees, except with no official protection. (sighs) Very sad thing. All these situations are getting worse and worse and won't stop until we really change the way we live our life. So, what's to be done? The solution is quite easy. Simply stop eating meat. Simply stop eating meat. That is the best solution. This is imperative now because of the perilous state of our planet and our limited time. Stopping meat production... We will lower greenhouse gas emissions in the fastest possible way and halt the unspeakable environmental damages, ranging from climate change to land and water misuse, pollution, loss of wildlife, and threats to human health. Each new scientific study finds that livestock production, this killing of animals for meat, bears increasingly more responsibility for the climate change crisis of our planet. In fact, the most recent calculations have concluded that livestock emits at least 51% of the greenhouse gases responsible for global warming. And soon after this new report, researchers from NASA just announced that methane, the potent greenhouse gas, whose largest human-created source is the livestock industry, traps 100 times more heat than carbon dioxide over a 20-year period. This is an astonishing increased update from the previous number of 72 times. Until now, most studies used the fact that methane is 23 times more heat-trapping than CO2 over 100 years which gives a less accurate picture about methane in its actual life span. Therefore, the power of methane is actually a greater cause of the warming than previously estimated. The good news is that methane dissipates from the atmosphere in uh, approximately 12 years, whereas it takes carbon dioxide thousands of years to disappear. So if we want to make a rapid, effective difference now, we must stop the methane generation at its largest regional source, that is, the livestock industry. The livestock industry is also the top source of another major greenhouse gas, nitrous oxide. Sixty-five percent of all human-made nitrous oxide is found in the manure and fertilizer for feed crops, which traps a hugely damaging 289 times more heat over a 20-year period. Next, the livestock sector is the single largest human use of land and the top driving force behind rainforest destruction. In the Amazon alone, over 90% of the deforested land since 1970 was for livestock. Trees are vital to help absorb greenhouse gases. But trees, when they are burned, also release rather than absorb greenhouse gases, thus making the problem worse. Forest burning for making pasture is also a major source of black carbon which are soot particles capable of trapping 2,000 times more heat than CO2. Oh, God, believe this. The super-hot particles end up on the world's ice caps and accelerate their melting. The livestock industry causes a large part of the world's soil erosion. It is a leading driver of desertification, biodiversity loss, and water waste and water pollution, despite water becoming scarcer each day due to global warming. Moreover, the livestock sector inefficiently drains our fossil fuel and food grain resources. In short, we throw away 12 times more grain, at least 10 times more water, and 8 times more fossil fuel energy to produce a portion of beef compared to a nutritional similar or even greater amount of vegan food. By the way, fishing is also horrendously wasteful and murderous. A major study predicts that all fished animals will be 90% gone by 2050 due to overfishing and overwasting by catch, I mean those fish and other marine lives that they don't need, but while catching all the fish, they kill them as well, by the billions. Moreover, it is such an alarming picture when we think about the billions of animals killed each year for so-called food. Fifty-five billion, which is not even counting fish and other species. That is eight times more innocent beings murder each year than there are people on the earth. How can our planet and our conscience support such unsustainable, damaging and criminal practice? And all for a piece of dead flesh every day, which we now know isn't even healthy and in fact kills us. I pray that our world's leaders will take swift actions to ban the destructive meat production and instead use subsidies for organic vegan farming, which helps absorb emissions. Then we can have an immediate effect on climate change and have more time to develop and perfect our green technology to address CO2. I call upon the media to help as well and thank you and the Irish Dog Journal for their part. And most important, individuals must turn to the planet saving organic vegan lifestyle because the dangers are mounting and time is urgent. If every one of us would only switch now, we will ensure a future for our children and generations to come. I hope. I have made it clear, but if you would like more details, please visit our website at www.suprememastertv.com SOS.
4: European Parliament supports reducing meat to lower greenhouse gases. Vote is
1: now open.
0: Reduce your meat consumption or stop eating meat totally.
4: During discussions on greenhouse gas reduction goals, the Climate Committee of the European Parliament officially recognized livestock's contribution to global warming and recommended a reduction of subsidies to the livestock industry to curb methane.
5: The European Parliament has adopted its own position on climate change as an institution and as a vice president, one of the proposals I have made is in line with your own, which is that we should eat far less meat, because that's one of the major sources of greenhouse gases.
4: Tout le monde sait bien si on veut rendre soutenable, il va falloir My
0: name is Jens Holm. I'm a member of the European Parliament. Please, be veg, go green to save the planet.
1: Freemaster, here in Ireland we know we are very concerned about our our beautiful world and sincerely strive to do our bit to conserve it and indeed to preserve, you know, the planet. But what do you feel are the best ways that we can go about doing this on an individual basis?
2: It's like everywhere, (laughs) Louis. But uh, first of all, you know, I uh, commend Ireland for her leadership in improving our world As the first country in Europe to implement a smoking ban in workplace, and the Irish government is working hard to promote organic farming, (laughs) yeah? Uh, Mm -hmm. Bravo. A lot of work must be done still to have a beautiful and healthy planet. We have to stop the planetary uh, climate change, stop depleting our water supplies, stop deforestation desertification, ocean pollution, river pollution, species extinction, etc., etc. But all these can be accomplished to a vast degree and very quickly by individuals changing to an organic vegan diet. Yes. And the leading voice in global warming, like uh, the former U.S. Vice President and Nobel Peace Prize laureate Mr. Al Gore and UK climate expert and economist Lord Nicholas Stern have also made statements that being vegetarian for the environment is important. As an individual, by choosing the organic vegan diet, we will save 1.5 tons of carbon emission per year, which is more than the savings from driving a hybrid car for the whole year we will save five to ten times the amount of grains. And by not eating just one pound of beef, we save more water than by not showering daily for six months to a whole year. (laughs) Imagine? Yes. So uh, as a whole, we can shift our food system to organic, not to organic animal system. My God, they use organic for everything. We have to switch to organic vegan diet because the organic animal system could even cause more emissions than the conventional way for example the Rodale Institute has found that 40% of the CO2 in the air can be absorbed if all the tillable land on the planet were organic vegan so in fact one study calculated that the organic vegan diet saves 94% louis of the greenhouse gas emissions per person per year. That's all we have to do, switch mm. to organic vegan. Ninety-four percent is, say, per person, and the little six percent natural can eat it up in no time. Because natural are also made to protect us, nah? But we just overload nature. Ah, uh, moreover, if all the people in the world are veg, it would preserve the lives of over a billion fellow human beings suffering hunger. There would be no more climate refugees, Louis. The Earth would heal itself, and there would be more than enough for all the children to grow in health and safety. I'm sure that this day will come, Louis, very soon, as humankind joins hands to make it happen, just like we do now.) <laughs> Please have hope, Louis, and
4: pray. I do. Vegetarianism in Religion
6: The Baha'i Faith Regarding the eating of animal flesh and abstinence therefrom, know thou of a certainty that, in the beginning of creation, God determined the food of every living being, and to eat contrary to that determination is not approved. Selections from the Baha'i Writings of Some Aspects of Health and Healing
4: Buddhism All meats eaten by living beings are of their own relatives. Lankavatara Sutra Also, after the birth of the baby, care must be exercised not to kill any animal in order to feed the mother with meaty delicacies and not to assemble many relatives to drink liquor or to eat meat. Because, at the difficult time of birth, There are innumerable evil demons, monsters and goblins, who want to consume the smelly blood. By ignorantly and adversely resorting to the killing of animals for consumption, they bring down curses upon themselves, which are detrimental to both the mother and the baby. Kisitigarbha Sutra Be careful during the days immediately after someone's death, not killing or destroying, or creating evil karma by worshipping or offering sacrifice to demons and deities because such killing and slaughtering committed, or such worship performed, or such sacrifice offered, would not have even an iota of force to benefit the dead, but would entwine even more sinful karma into previous karma, making it even deeper and more serious. Thus, delay his rebirth to a good state. Karma means
6: retribution. Garba Sutra Gaudai. The most important thing is to stop killing because animals also have souls and understand like humans. If we kill and eat them, then we owe them a blood debt. Teachings of the Saints
4: Christianity, meats for the belly and the belly for meats, but God shall destroy both it and them. Holy Bible
6: And while the flesh was yet between their teeth, ere it was chewed, the wrath of the Lord was kindled against the people, and the Lord smote the people with a very great plague. Holy Bible
4: Confucianism All men have a mind which cannot bear to see the sufferings of others. The superior man, having seen the animals alive, cannot bear to see them die. Having heard their dying cries, he cannot bear to eat their flesh. Mencius Essenes
6: I am come to end the sacrifices and feasts of blood, and if ye cease not offering and eating of flesh and blood, the wrath of God shall not cease from you. Gospel of the Holy Twelve
4: Hinduism. Since you cannot bring killed animals back to life, you are responsible for killing them. Therefore, you are going to hell. There is no way for your deliverance. Adilila.
6: He who desires to augment his own flesh by eating the flesh of other creatures, lives in misery in whatever species he may take his birth. Mahabharata anew. Islam. Allah will not give mercy to anyone except those
4: who give mercy to other creatures. Hadith
6: Do not allow your stomachs to become graveyards of animals. Hadith Jainism
4: A true monk should not accept such food and drink as has been specially prepared for him involving the slaughter of living beings. Sutra Katanga.
6: Judaism In whatsoever man there be of the house of Israel or of the strangers that sojourn among you that eateth any manner of blood, I will even set my face against that soul that eateth blood and will cut him off from among his people. Holy Bible. Blood, meaning flesh. Sikhism.
4: Those mortals who consume marijuana, flesh, and wine, no matter what pilgrimages, fasts, and rituals they follow, they will all go to hell. Guru Granth Sahib.
6: Taoism. Do not go into the mountain to catch birds and nets, nor to the water to poison fishes and minnows. Do not butcher the ox that plows your field. Tract of the Quiet Way.
4: Tibetan Buddhism, the offering to the deities of meat obtained by killing animate beings is like offering a mother the flesh of her own child, and this is a grievous failure, the supreme path of discipleship.
6: Zoroastrianism, those plants I, Ahura Mazda, or God, rain down upon the earth to bring food to the faithful and fodder to the beneficent cow. Avesta,
2: Everybody knows that vegetarian diet is good for health and to save the planet. They will be awakening their own great compassionate, loving self-nature. And then their level of consciousness will rise up automatically and they will understand more than they ever did. And they'll be closer
1: to heaven than what they are right now. Supreme Master, what about the, um, the swine flu? Do you think that there are links to our, our dietary uh, choices?
2: Ah. You mean the, all the pandemic and stuff? The pandemic, yeah. Yeah, yes, there is, Louis. We know from scientific data that uh, the swine flu, for example, or the uh, H1N1 virus was originally transferred from pigs to humans. And according to the World Health Organization, viruses like the swine flu and even the deadly avian flu are transmitted most readily in environments where people have close contact with infected animals. This includes factory farm and slaughterhouse workers, as well as people preparing contaminated meat. The uh, earliest cases of current pandemic have been traced to our small town. In Mexico, near a factory farm for pigs that slaughters up to 1 million animals each year. Since the initial discovery, the virus has not only tragically spread among humans worldwide, it has also been detected in other pig herds as well as birds in Chile. And US officials reported the finding of swine flu in a cat, even. In a cat! So the danger of these mutations going back and forth between animals and humans is that uh, they can change to become more deadly. Avian or bird flu is another virus that has spread to humans from contact with poultry. This virus is fatal more than 50% of the time. So let's say if 100 people caught it, more than 50 people would die. If the avian flu virus combines with swine flu, can you imagine the letharism? Such a fatal pandemic did sweep across the world in 1918, as you know it, which killed 100 million people. And in July this year, the World Health Organization warned that the current pandemic is now so widespread it is unstoppable. Worldwide, the official tally of deaths is as many as twelve thousand seven hundred. In fact, uh, uh, it is reported that the numbers is much higher, you know, but and still climbing daily. The conditions for transmitting such diseases as bird or swine flu are so appalling it is difficult to describe. In countless livestock situations, the animals are kept so confined that they can barely move, much less sleep. Moreover, they are typically forced to stand in their own filth. Such highly stressful and filthy environments often lead to illnesses, so it is really no surprise that such viruses and bacteria arise and are present in the animals sent to be murdered so their flesh can go on to The humans' tables. And this is not all, Louis. Not just wine flu, but nearly every infectious disease that affects us today originates from animals being consumed by humans for meat. Even the illness commonly known as chicken pox, chicken pox even, first came from milking cows, believe it or not. Yeah. didn't know that. Yes, nobody knew. Me neither. The more research we do, the more, you know, terrifying surprise we get. So when we say livestock or meat, it means all animal products. Cows, pigs, chickens, fish, milk, eggs, cheese, etc. Let's look at just a few of the livestock-related illnesses besides swine flu that affect humans. Number 1 avian flu currently southeast asia and some middle eastern countries like egypt have had the biggest occurrences of bird flu which almost always infects livestock workers or people who have eaten the meat of diseased birds this virus has caused millions of birds lives as well which are killed in an attempt to contain outbreaks and because of It's a genetic structure. Avian flu can be transmitted from different animals with at least ten mutations that have been seen so far. Most recently, this virus has been noted to pass from horses to dogs. Wow! It's never end, Louis. A widespread uh, danger to humans thus still exists. Can you imagine if you're with dogs and the dogs get it? And you get it. Number two, human mad cow disease. Mad cow disease originally spread when the meat of diseased cows was fed to cattle because it was cheaper than feeding them soy. So the illness is transmitted to humans who consume the diseased cow's meat. With the saddest thing being that it's always fatal. Anyone who caught this uh, mad cow disease, there will be no chance to live. Number three, MRSA, multi-drug-resistant streptococcus aureus, or MRSA, is a dangerous bacterial infection that does not respond to antibiotic treatment. It's also called a superbug. Superbugs infect humans because of the excessive antibiotics given to livestock animals to artificially stimulate their growth. It is estimated that at least 70% of the antibiotics in the U.S. go to livestock. Can you believe this, Louis? 70% of all the antibiotics go to the livestock. What are we eating? We're eating antibiotic, And you know how harmful it is to our health, eh? It's quite shocking, isn't it? Yes, it is. Wow, well, the more we do research, the, the more I'm also a part, you know, at what humans doing to themselves, not to talk about being cruel to the animals. We are being cruel to ourselves by just eating meat. We're just eating all kinds of harmful substances, poisonous stuff, and pay for it, pay for suffering. Pay for poison. And in just one instant of this disease, 5,000 people in the U.S. became seriously ill after eating chicken contaminated with antibiotic-resistant Campylobacter. They were sickened by the same medicine that was given to the poultry to supposedly keep them well. Do you see that? Ironic, huh? It is estimated that there are more deaths per year in the U.S. from MRSA than from AIDS. Everybody cry full about AIDS, yeah? But it's not a bigger killer than MRSA, which comes from animal consumption. Number four, foodborne bacterial infections, commonly known as food poisoning, some of the most Prevalent are E. coli, Salmonella, and Campylobacter. All of these bacteria originate from animal waste that contaminates the meat and in their most severe form can result in death. Uh, A report from Ireland's Food Safety Authority in 2002 even stated that livestock are the most important reservoir for most E. coli, or 157H7. With both dairy and beef cattle being the principal source. It went on to note that uh, the contamination came from the transfer of fecal material into milk, Louis, milk, yes, and then onto vegetables or onto the slaughter animals themselves. A previous report also noted that there had been a sharp increase in the disease and reminded that uh, outbreaks in other parts of the world should be a word of warning to the Irish public as well. So we can see that uh, your own government very intelligently and consistently has caution uh, of the meat and dairy-related risk of disease. And this is the connection to the dietary choice that was originally asked in your question. Yeah. If we did not kill animals for meat, there would be no breeding ground for such fatal diseases. So we can see this as an opportunity to extend our love to our fellow humankind and all animals. Yes, why limit our care just to dogs and cats? We should call for these meat producing operation to be shut down immediately. The chain has to break, yeah. Yeah, we spare the animals. We can spare our animal companions and our family members as well, yes. All it takes is a different choice of what to put on our plate. So please, everyone, again, forego the disease-ridden animal products and join instead in adopting the life-saving, healthy, compassionate, life-giving vegan diet. Everyone will be much healthier and happier for it, and the animals will rejoice
1: with you and bless you. Okay, well, we'll move on to something a little bit different. Uh, many of us have animal companions and are aware that animals have their own individual personalities and, and ways of thinking, um, just as humans yeah. do. Right. Uh, Supreme Master, could you please tell us more about the level of sentience and intelligence of animals? Yeah, sure, Louis. Many of us already know
2: and have been amazed by the intelligence of our animal companion, dogs and cats. What may surprise us, however, is that the very animals people eat are just as smart, or in some cases even smarter. Same with their sentience or their emotions, they are in fact as emotional and feeling as humans are, sometimes even more so. They have personalities as documented in fish and chicken even. Cows are compared to dogs in intelligence. Two signs of cows' advanced mental abilities are their understanding of cause and effect relationship, and their capacity to benefit from social learning. For example, if just one cow in a herd is shocked by an electric fence, the entire herd will learn and know how to avoid that fence automatically. We hear about the pigs who know their names, play video games, and adjust the air conditioner on and off to be comfortable. <laughs> we heard about the chicken that solves math problems, or the sheep who can recognize photos of the faces of 50 fellow sheep. I couldn't. <laughs> I don't think I could recognize the face of fifty fellowship or fifty fellow people. Uh, I'm by the photos for a long, long time, Louis. Yes, and there are hundreds of studies about the intelligence of fish. They can use tools and have memory over time of at least many months. The intuitive or telepathic ability of animals is also often highly developed, more than many of us.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think uh, some of the animals are actually clairsentient, where they pick up on our emotions. I know, I know since I was a kid, all different animals, not just cats or dogs, if I was upset yes. or if I was whatever, I'd turn around and there'd be some animal there, and it's like they knew to, know, to me yes. there to cheer you up or, or there to get you to focus on something else. Right, right. I right. totally agree. They do yeah. that. Yes,
2: they they do that, yeah. But animals are more than just wonderfully intelligent, Louis. They are selfless, loving, and devoted friends, as well as parents and spouses. Uh, So if a goose is sick, for example, or shot down from a V formation, several others will drop down and stay behind to tend to him. We have heard that elephants mourn the loss of their loved ones, but so do cows and pigs. There are countless touching stories of how these animals lay down their own lives to rescue others, even those uh, of other species, including humans. Uh, For example, a Philippine man whose boat was overturned at sea was helped by about 30 dolphins who came to his aid, helping him through rough waters to the shore, while two 10-meter long whales guarded him on either side. In, uh, other story, Lulu, the potbelly pig, saw her caregiver's mother having a heart attack and immediately ran out and lay in the middle of the busy street, street until finally she could get someone's attention to follow her to the house and provide help. Yeah, for her caregiver's mother. Imagine that. Who teach her that? No one can. So regarding the engines, there are many touching and incredible stories. I'm sure you know many of them. Uh, we have heard of uh, reports about cows who bravely escape from slaughter and run away. Uh, these incidents of individual cows make headlines in the news, and people are touched and cheered for them when they are brought to a sanctuary to live the rest of their lives. Uh, in another story, a mother's sheep was about to be killed at a restaurant in China. She was with her son, a small lamb, and she was licking the tears from his face because he knows he's going to be killed. Well, the waiter picked up the lamb and was shocked to find that he had been hiding the butcher's knife underneath himself to save his mother's life, hoping. Oh, I cry all the time, Louis, over this kind of story. <laughs> I can cry forever when thinking of these beautiful animals, and I don't know how we eat them. I don't know how anybody can kill such beautiful, loving beings. Uh, When the restaurant owner heard what happened, you know, he was so moved that he spared the life of mother and child and quit his business. We we don't even have to be telepathic to know how intelligent... uh, sentient and living our animal friends are. We, we just need to take time to find out a little more about them, or interact with these beautiful souls for even a short while, and then we would be even more humble and respectful, because, frankly, many of them, including the cow, sheep, pigs, dolphins, and chickens mentioned above, have even more developed noble and loving qualities than many of us humans.
1: Well that's amazing to hear Supreme Master. In that case, are there other animals who, like our beloved dogs, make good companions for ourselves and our families?
2: Sure, sure, Louis, there are many good companions for people. For example, many people also love having pigs, goats, sheep and even geese or chickens and family members. Pigs are highly intelligent, affectionate, and playful. They love being close to human, learn to do many things, and are very clean. One famous pig companion was Max, a 300-pound pot belly pig, who lived with the Hollywood actor Georgia Clooney. Birds are very intelligent and sensitive and extremely loyal. Singing and dancing, they can make you laugh and smile to no end. Some people adopt horses, guinea pigs, fish, and even so-called farm animals like cows, turkeys, and chickens as well. People who have companion chickens say that each one is full of unique personality. They are friendly, faithful, and with love and tenderness can learn to do many things. Families who keep a cow or ox cherish them as family members. There is an ox in China who even saved the life of his family's young daughter. He stopped her from falling into a well by pushing himself almost into the well. No matter what species, even those that people tend to look down upon as just fruit animals, If you give them love and respect, they will love and protect and help you in so many ways, both visibly and invisibly. But first, before adopting, we should research everything about the animal species or breed we are interested in. We make sure we can care for them properly, so that both the animal companion and you will be happy because uh, different animals have different energy levels, maintenance levels, or special diets uh, to be healthy. Also, some are more social than others, while others need quieter homes or more undivided attention from their caregivers. We should find the animal type that may be suitable for your lifestyle or home environment, so please do consider all these physical and emotional commitments. It is very important to be prepared to be their companions as well for their entire lifetime, because they do see you as their trusted family member. You will have from them unconditional love as well as support, comfort, inspiration, and much, much more. Have fun and happiness with your animal companions, whichever species that comes your way, or whichever you choose to
1: be your loving, extended family member. I am Supreme Master Television has featured many animal communicators. Uh, can you tell us more about who, who communicators are and what they do? I will tell you, of course. Um,
2: we introduce all these uh, animal communicators. We call them animal psychic <laughs> communicators yes. or telepathic communicators. Yes. Uh, because they are able to communicate in silence through an inner connection with our animal co-inhabitants. Many of them offer their gift to help other people better understand their animal companion. So if you cannot discover why your companion is uh, behaving in some you know, unusual way or seems unwell, for example, then uh, an animal telepathic communicator could find out if it is due to their diet, or environmental problem, or an injury, or sometimes um, some uh, emotional uh, setback. yeah. Sometimes the animals take on the sickness or stress to direct it away from their human companions. Animal telepathic communicators often don't need to be in the physical presence of the animal. Isn't that amazing? But it's natural, actually, we all have it, just we don't have time to remember. These uh, communicators can speak through long distance, so some of them are also able to help people locate and find their companions who get lost even. Apart from these very beneficial practical services, the communicators may be able to tell you about your animal friend's feeling towards you and their deep, unconditional love or loyalty to you, as well as what their mission is in life. In many cases, the animals came to help their caregiver develop spiritually in his or her life. Many animals, both in the wild and domesticated, are very psychic and know everything about you, (laughs) about your past life, your present and future life. But they never judge you. These noble beings only want humans to remember our own love, dignity, and divinity. And their communicators help us to see what a real blessing the animals provide in our lives. And not just the domestic animals, but all of them. If you want to try and contact these uh, professionals, can go to www.SupremeMasterTV.com slash scrolls for a free list of worldwide animal communicators Anyone can also watch past interviews with some of these good communicators on the Animal World, our co-inhabitants program at uh, our same slash aw Ah, because we don't have time to tell it all
1: here, but people can download them free of charge. Thank you Luis You're welcome. Um, I think it's safe to say that all animal lovers would like to uh, better communicate with their animal friends. Is it possible for us us to learn to communicate better with our animals? Okay. Yes, Louise.
2: It is very possible to develop or regain this ability. It's just that due to our busy minds and hectic lifestyles, most of us have lost this uh, inherent gift of communication. We could communicate with each other also telepathically, even. But we can relearn it with practice. And of course, a cruelty free diet, meaning no animal products, does help tremendously. Uh, to communicate telepathically with animals, we use the universal language of love again. Yes? Uh, anyone can try at night time to quiet their mind so that uh, the atmosphere has a gentle and tranquil vibration and then gently pet their animal companions while sending loving thoughts. Gradually, they might sense a heightened intuition within themselves that can perceive their feelings. And they can also try asking them uh, the animals questions inside. And eventually, they'll be able to hear the companions' answers clearly. Their inner voices might tell of the most beautiful secrets of the universe. Also, we can try forming a picture in our mind, visualizing uh, what you are thinking. Then your companion will understand more easily and immediately. Once we are able to communicate with the animal friends, they could open doors for us to communicate with other animals as well and open door to many other wonders, knowledge of the universe. Uh, some animal telepathic communicators can also help. They even offer instructional classes. Uh, in one of Supreme Master TV's program, uh, a lady sought the assistance of an animal communicator, and after that she was able uh, to activate her own telepathic ability and communicate with her own rabbit. Yes. It does take some patience, quietude, time and practice, but the main instrument, of course, is love, Louis. Love is everything. (laughs) Whether we can communicate telepathically or not, the inner world of animals is one of heart-to-heart understanding. Animals do not feel the need to talk a lot, yet they understand so much more. So it is always uh, good to offer our true friendship and enjoy their presence then we will certainly feel a wonderful inner connection with our beloved animals,
1: naturally. (laughs) Okay. What role do animals play on the planet? And can you tell us about the noble quality of dogs and other animals? Ah, sure.
2: The animals come to this planet with a special role. Many of them are able to bring down divine power from heaven or love, yes, just through their presence because they are very connected with the Divine at all times. Some like horses and rabbits can protect their human caregivers from negative influences or boost them with good health, good luck, even material fortune, joy or spiritual upliftment. They watch out for us quietly and humbly send blessings our way. Some of them are from higher levels of consciousness, They only came down in animal form to help humankind or other beings on Earth. Uh, Of course, animals also have very noble vital roles in the physical realm. Uh, In the oceans, fish play an important role in quickly recycling nutrients in the ecosystem, which helps to sustain all the marine life. Some animals like zebras, monkeys, and wild parrots help to disperse the seeds while bees and other insects help to pollinate crops and other plants, and uh, others maintain the health of the forests and oceans. Animals directly help humans as well. We notice that dogs are extremely altruistic and courageous. They are the heroic rescuers who dive into rubble to free the victims, keep an injured person warm and alive in the snow until help arrives or patiently serve the blind. They also provide comfort to prison inmates, even, as well, as happiness and therapeutic effects for the elderly and hospital patients. This is a well-known fact. Similarly, in the wild, we can gorge the noble qualities of other animals, such as geese, the squirrels, the ducks, etc., even also by observing how they treat their own kind and others with dignity and respect for life. Actually, some experienced animal telepathic communicators have given us messages from the animals. For example, the seals have conveyed that it is important for them to be allowed to stay on earth, not for themselves, but so they can continue doing their job, which is to keep the earth in balance with love. You see, the seals and the whales emanate a, an incredible, great power of divine love, an unconditional love that could be likened like, to that between a mother and her child. They anchor and distribute this wave of love across our planet. Because of humankind's lack of love and kindness, animals like seals and whales have been born to help fill in this missing void. And it is this love that is sustaining our planet and keeping it from destruction up to now. So we should never ever hunt and kill these noble, gracious helpers of humankind and the planet. We also were informed, Louis, about the message from the livestock animals who are so miserably trapped in the factory farms. Well, there was no clear message but more of a feeling of constant terror and panic and oppression. Because such dreadful conditions are enough to make them forget their original mission in coming to earth, it would be enough to make us forget anything as well, if we were in their place. It's very sad how humans deny not only their life and every natural instinct, but also their beneficial purpose of existence. It is we who lose terribly by seeing these great creatures as mere objects and flesh to be eaten. Through meditation I have discovered that the noble quality or NQ of different species can be measured as a percentage to show how they embody the qualities of compassion and selflessness. Dogs and pigs, for example, each have an impressive NQ of 30%. Cows have an NQ of 40%. In contrast, animals with more violent or flesh-eating tendencies have lower NQs. Lions, for example, have an NQ of 3%, and tiger 4%. And as for humans, while well, some of us have, you know, general breakdown, some of us have NQs of 10%. Many of us have just a 3% noble quality. Humans can learn from these examples of noble quality in our co-inhabitants. We can develop our own NQ at any time, basically by never harming any living being, always doing good to others in any situation, and by keeping the loving-vest diet. With these simple steps, we can even help elevate the people and animals we come in contact with just as the noble animals assist in uplifting us and our work. That is a privilege of being human. You see, we can change. We can be greater. Animals, although they have great NQ, noble quality, they often stay that way. For example, if they have 30% NQ, they often stay that way. But we, even if we have like 3%, 4% NQ, we have a chance and opportunities to develop way past that animals even. You understand?
1: (laughs) I do. Okay. Um, For those among us who wish to welcome um, an animal companion into our lives or who are seeking to adopt a further companion, what advice would you give? And also, is it better to adopt an animal friend from a rescue center or sanctuary or from a breeder? Oh, yes, Louise.
2: As many experts have recommended, adoption from an animal shelter is the most humane and loving option for bringing an animal into our life. According to the Humane Society of the United States, four million cats and dogs, or approximately one animal every eight seconds, are killed annually in shelters in the U.S. alone. It is a terrible fate for these innocent beautiful animals, many of whom were once beloved home companions. See, usually the previous caregiver obtained their companion when they were not fully ready to commit the time and energy, either physically or mentally. So in order not to make the same mistake, anyone considering to adopt a new family member should first be prepared to provide for their physical as well as emotional need. It's good to do a lot of research beforehand about the responsibilities involved. Animal rescue websites often help to list out all the things we should consider before adopting a new companion, such as our financial, stability, suitable home environment, and consideration for other children or animals in the home. If there is already an animal companion at home, we should first find out whether they can be compatible living together. Once we adopt the new member, we should show our love for them equally, through our words and actions. Also, we should make sure the animal shelter is a non-kill shelter to support the non-violent way. Uh, Adopting from a sanctuary is also possible and good but the non queue shelters are the most desperately in need of homes. It is advised not to try to buy a pet from a breeder, and especially the pet shop, because the way they get the puppies is just too often terribly inhumane. You know, like their mothers and fathers' dogs being treated like machines to bear puppies until they are driven, exhausted, and insane get crippled or die. They and the puppies are miserably kept in tiny, filthy cages, indoors or outdoors, exposed to
1: elements. We mustn't support this practice. Supreme Master, there are many um, puppy mills and puppy farming in Ireland and it's actually something that as a magazine we feel it's important that we, we will and are investigating. Oh, wonderful! Um, um, but so some of the things that people are, are coming back to us and saying is that, you know, a farmer would make, say, maybe 100, 150 from a sheep. He could make 650 from a puppy. He doesn't have to put it in a field. He only has to feed, it, you know, the, the puppy's mother a very small amount. Basically, it's just it's a financial arrangement. Um, yeah. So I can understand where you're, where you're coming from because they are, they're everywhere. Puppy mills, puppy farms. Um, That's right. And That's unfortunately, right. it's the more expensive breeds that are um, really paying the price. Bad breeding practices. So it's not even just the inhumane way that these, these dogs are, are being looked after, but uh, the breeding practices are beyond ridiculous where they are ruining the particular breed. Um, yes. And the puppies that are coming from these have all sorts of health issues and concerns. Yes. Which is really right. sad.
2: Yes, that's correct, and it's it's a well-known fact
1: also. Yeah, but again, it's an unfortunate, it's a financial, it's got nothing to do with the emotional.
2: Yeah, yes, it's also the case like that. So if we want an animal, uh, we should even ask maybe the staff of the uh, shelter to try to match with our personality and our environment and our capability. Then it will be more long-lasting and happy for both, the caregiver and the adopted animals. Yeah, but, and research has even shown that animal companions provide excellent social support, stress relief and such health benefits as improved mood, stabilized blood pressure, and increased motivation to exercise. But more rewarding than these is the fact that a life has been saved, and for that the animal is forever grateful. And we we'll always remember the caregiver's kind act. This I know from experience, yeah? Because I can see how my adopted birds and dogs are always so appreciative, so loving, friendly, adorable, protective, and loyal. I wish the best of luck and happiness to whomever welcomes a new best friend into their lives. You will see how your lives become much
1: better. I guarantee. You mentioned a little yeah. bit earlier about the, um, the magazine, the Irish Dog Journal. We're actually doing a day, we're calling it a Dog's Day Out. And basically it's, it's just that, it's a Dog's Day Out, it's a celebration of all dogs. Oh, yeah. Whether they're pampered pooches, whether they're working dogs such as uh, dogs that work, there are guide dogs for the blind, um, search and rescue dogs, uh, dogs that work with um, our police forces. Then you've got your activity dogs like the, the sledge dogs and carting dogs. Um, but well, so it's, it's just really is, is, is that it's a celebration of all dogs giving them a day out and showcasing the work and what they give us. And then it's kind of like we're giving something back. But you also mentioned about the, um, the animal shelters. We're doing that as well where we're going to those with a no-kill policy to kind of come along and bring some of their dogs so that people can match, as you mentioned before, their personality, yes. their lifestyle to the right dog. That's um, good. <laughs> um, because, you know, Christmas is a notorious time whereby people are buying new puppies, Um, And the ISPCA have shown that up to 60% of these puppies are mismatched. Three, four, five months later, they they end up in animal shelters, sadly. Yes, Um, that's true. Plus, we're also going to have some fun. We have a fashion show with an amazing uh, dog clothes uh, range that are coming over. Yes,
2: we should always do research before we adopt an animal. Definitely, yeah,
1: definitely. Okay, have just a couple of more questions. Um, one is that you give awards to people worldwide, including uh, leaders in various different fields. But you also give awards to animals for their great deeds. Can you tell us a little bit about this?
6: <laughs>
2: yeah, I'm always happy to tell about this. <laughs> yeah, the Shining World Hero Award was created to highlight the remarkable, extraordinary, heroic nature of our fellow human and animal neighbors. Be it the heroic stranger dog who appeared from out of nowhere and pulled an injured woman 45 meters to a road so that people could see her there and help her. Completely strange dog. Or a cat who showed his unaware caregivers where she had cancer by repeatedly touching the exact spot. In many cases, the family dog or even a rabbit detected a fire and awakened their human companions in time to avoid danger, thus save their life. Sometimes, while sacrificing their own even, which they would do without a moment's hesitation. Oh, this story also makes me cry forever, Louis. Yes, when the dogs or horse sacrifice their life to save their loved family, it makes me cry forever. I love him so much, even I don't know that horse, I don't know that dog, I don't know that animal, but when I read this story, it, it just touched my heart, and I just hug them in, you know, in my soul, and love them, and, and pray for them. But they don't need our prayers, it's just that uh, we do that, out of love. There is like, for example, one touching story of an elderly woman who was trapped beneath a collapsed building after the big China earthquake. The true story, huh? Yes. The two dogs who found her not only barked to get the rescue team's attention, but over the eight days she was trapped, they brought her food, Louis, pushing it through the cracks for her to eat. They licked her face and leaned on her to comfort and give her strength and warmth, to survive. <laughs> Can you imagine? Nobody taught them to do that. They don't even know the woman. For these noble heroes, I give them not only the award, <laughs> but also gifts of love, you know, even financial, you know, tip, <laughs> and delicious veggie food, and treats, and high-quality clothes. I see that it makes you cry too, eh? <laughs> we are both the same. Yeah and beds that are designed for the animals. We also show their stories on Supreme Master Television to remind people that animals are like our guardian angels in physical form. There is an African gray parrot in Japan named Yosuke, who got lost, <laughs> Louis, and because he remembered to say his full name and address at the right occasion among the many other words he learned, he was able to return to his home, so that there, <laughs> there is also the Shining World Intelligence Award also for that kind of cutie. Yes. In addition, we have the Shining World Loving Award. The first recipient was um, Maran Hen, the chicken, from the United Kingdom. Would somebody give Louis a tissue, please? please? No. I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> she adopted. Three abandoned duck eggs, yeah? Uh, Louis. the chicken hen adopted three abandoned duck eggs that she found and stayed with them until they hatched. Now they are living happily ever after, interspecies family, yes. For this pure example of love in harmony, along with the award, Marin hen also received a pretty little scarf with the word hero on it. <laughs> and lots of tasty, nutritious grains for her and her adoptive family to enjoy. All these awards are to show us that animals are love in action. So we should not kill them or eat them, but we should respect them more and even emulate their selflessness and loving kindness. Thank you, Louis, for crying with me.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We love them. (laughs) <laughs> um, we've, our last question now, Supreme Master. Um, His Holiness uh, Pope John Paul II declared in 1990 that animals possess a soul. Yeah. and also said that we must love and feel solidarity yeah. with our smaller uh, brethren. Do all animals um, possess a soul and how important is it for our spiritual development to have love and respect for animals? Not only animals but insects even have souls.
2: Plants have souls, trees have souls. They could speak to me and to you, the trees, the plants, the mountains, the flowers. First of all, I respectfully thank His Holiness, the Pope, for his true caring statement. He must have been a very, very enlightened Pope to know this. Uh, His caring statement about our animal brothers and sisters, I'm very grateful for that. They are really just like us, only appearing in different physical forms to color our life and beautify our world. Just like there are different shades and shapes of flowers or different types and sizes of trees, yet all have the same essence. Just like us human, we are sometimes different shape and color, but we have the same essence. The animals are just equipped with finer faculties and other kinds of intelligence than ours. Or at least they retain this divine uh, gift which we have forgotten or neglected. Uh, so yes, Louis, animals do have souls like us, definitely. If we look into their eyes or observe their loving nature, we can see it. His Holiness Pope Benedict XVI also spoke about our animal co-inhabitants and said that animals are given into our care. This reflects the Catholic Catechism, which states that uh, animals are God's creatures. He surrounds them with His providential care. By their mere existence, they bless Him and give Him glory. Thus, men owe them kindness. We should recall the gentleness with which saints like Saint Francis of Assisi or Saint Philip Neri treated animals. And another part of the catechism says that uh, it is contrary to human dignity to cause animals to suffer or die needlessly. So, even if we don't believe that animals have soul, is Already established and well known that they have feelings, and that they experience love, fear, happiness, and physical pain, and suffering, exactly like we do. If we consider ourselves higher beings, then we should carry out higher noble acts, right? Protect the weak and the innocent, and not abuse our power by harming our friends, especially since they do us no harm. We should listen to the great, wise, religious leader of the past and present and regard our animal friends as sacred, cherished creations of God. And as a very basic gesture of dignity, respect, and kindness, we should be vegan. When we love and respect the animals, we will develop our own spirituality When we are able to expand this love to all other beings of the universe, including the animals who are our co-inhabitants, we ourselves expand and become greater spiritually. A peaceful relationship with the animals with no more killing would attract to us an abundance of divine blessings. And with the whole world extending such compassion to animals, and attracting such an uh, immense blessing from the animals. Our planet's atmosphere, of course, would stabilize and even change to a more heavenly light, permeated with feelings of peace and love.
1: Amen, Louis. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. So be it. Supreme Master, thank you so much. I really enjoyed that today. I know a lot of what you said is kind of hard to hear, but it's truth, and I think... It's something we all need to wake up to, to break that chain. So thank you so, so much.
2: I thank you, Louis, for doing all this, which is tremendously beneficial to humans and animals alike. May heaven bless you, your loved ones, and your good work, Louis. And you. I mean it. I mean it. Thank you. I wish so many more journalists like you you know, who really do the good job, like reporting the real, good, constructive, beneficial information for the public, you know, not just for getting famous or, you know, being paid for, just for the sake of job, but truly dedicate their lives, like you do, for humans' sake, for animals' sake, and for the sake of our planet. I humbly thank you, Louis and all your staff, your mother, and whoever support and work with you. God bless you.
1: God bless you, and thank you so much.
2: God bless you. Bye for now.
1: Goodbye for now. We talk soon.
2: All the best of luck to your magazine. Thank Thank you. Bye.